Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I just can't resist that big titty goth GF, our editor Dylan. (laughs) I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Oh, Remington. It's funny you should mention Dylan. (laughs) Oh, is it? Yeah, because... Here he is today! (laughs) Wait, what the fuck? How did I get here? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it's funny you should mention him because uh, I I was reminded of Dylan several times while researching today's anime. Is it because he lives with you and he can just walk in your room? Yes, actually. How... Funnily enough, like uh, while I was doing my research, he kept me like, hey, Sean, how you doing? You doing all right? Need a drink? Need something? Yeah, no, that's... He's so considerate. He, he really is, actually. Granted, 90% of the times, those drinks are alcoholic in nature, which makes note-taking a little bit on the tricky side. But, you know, <laughs> I, it's fine. Makes things a bit more. He's just getting you drunk, baby. Yeah, he is. Uh, he makes such tasty drinks, too. Ah, oh, bless. Love him. But, no, that's not the reason, Rim. The main reason was because I uh, realized it's been a while since we've done something. Uh, uh, been a while since we've done two specific things. One, a proper edgy anime. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. And two, hate to say it, Rem. Oh, no. But it's been a long-ass time since we've done an isekai. Fuck! <laughs> oh, god damn it, yeah, dude. The last one was a Sword Art Online revisit back in April. That it's been, ah! it's been a while, Rem. I'm still recovering. <laughs> you still haven't fully recovered from Alicization. Oh, dude, it's so fucking bad. Oh, I'm aware, Rem. I'm aware. I know that it's bad. But I'm not going to show you Sword Art Online today because that would be just cruel and unusual. Uh, yeah. Instead, I've got something uh, quite a bit different, I would say. Um, it's still an isekai, of course, though, but it's it's a pretty uh, edgy isekai. About as edgy as it gets, Ooh. really. Um, and it is probably one of our most requested isekais we've gotten. Wow, okay. Yeah, I figured now would be a good time because I finally got around to researching it myself uh, because the fourth season just started airing and people are like, hey, you gonna... It's been four years, you know? You we got a fourth <laughs> season, it's topical, you know? This is good business sense. You should do an episode on it. I'm like, technically, yeah, that does make sense, but, you know, it, it, there's a lot to go through. So, of course, I didn't watch, you know, four seasons of an anime to prepare for this. I only watched what, the one season. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, I figured that's good enough for this. And this uh, anime is very highly requested and has a very big fan base. Uh, very much so, considering it has four seasons. Uh, yeah. When its uh, original season aired in 2015. I'm, I'm going to say four seasons. I think that's too much for any edgy show worth its merit. Because a properly edgy show is going to kill off the protagonist at some point or another. It's not going to last four seasons. Man, you're only four seasons. If you're edgy, then you're just edgy for the aesthetic. You're not edgy to the core. All right. Ooh, man, it's like you've hit the nail on some heads, Rem. 
Because um, <laughs> I, I will say that uh, I just uh, pulled up our emails out of curiosity and typed in the name of the anime, and there I have. I'm doing some scrolling. I'm doing a little bit of scrolling, especially uh, this yeah. past year. And Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, a lot of people have said, "Hey, since you hated Sword Art Online, maybe this is a good alternative." That is what a lot of people have said to me, uh, which I thought to myself, I mean, they are technically both isekais, and that's where that thought ended. Uh, okay. So maybe, maybe that will be the thought you have coming out of this one. Uh, but let me let me break it down to you, Rem. Uh, this is an anime simply titled Overlord. Okay, I've definitely heard the name, and it's one of those that's been recommended so much that it's definitely... Like, yeah. even though I try to avoid the recommendations, it's permeated, yes. you know? Well, like, it's hard to get by without getting this recommendation. And we've had some patrons name themselves after Overlord for at least a year, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I, like, it, it's one of those earworms that has never truly left my head. I just never got around to it. Uh, and this anime is, it is a isekai that is unique in one specific way. Okay. The main character... You know, right? Was I said I was about to say unique things. I just realized there's like six other isekais that have a character like this now. I mean, for for isekai, nothing is truly unique, but you yeah, know, the, sort of okay. the selling point. <laughs> so the main selling point of this is the main character is not like your typical dark-haired, like misfit outcast protagonist that is thrown into a situation and uh, given god powers. No, no, no. Uh, this time, our protagonist is a skeleton. <laughs> okay, just a skeleton? I mean, they call him a lich, right? But he is just, like, a skeleton. Like, just a skeleton. Okay. He, he, he all bone dough. He all bone dough. Uh, and the whole premise of this show, in a nutshell, Rem, is the main character is an evil overlord, uh, but with the mind of a, uh, a standard Japanese gamer person. Uh, which is like, okay, interesting. And the whole series is about this fella being this evil overlord character whilst thinking, man, I wish I didn't have to do all these evil things, but I'm being forced to in a sense because of the way the game and character is set up. Uh, because, Rem, the whole premise of this show is a very popular MMORPG is uh, uh, being shut down permanently uh, because apparently it wasn't doing well or for another of, a number of reasons. And our main yeah, character yeah, yeah. Uh, who uh, God, he has so many names. Uh, I'm just gonna call him. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Eins. I think is the easiest one to remember because, like, uh, Momonga is his other name. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's see. The his person name is Momonga, but his character name is Eins Ulgaon. Oh fuck. No. So I'm just gonna call him Eins because it's easier to remember. And Eins is a very powerful lich lord in the context of this game. Like he and his clan have. RP'd being the evil bad guys in this uh, game for as long as I can remember. So he decided to spend the final hours of this game being shut down alone by himself in this virtual reality, uh, just to reminiscing about the good times they had there and just uh, being there for when the game finally closes down. But of course, as is the nature of these shows, when the game does close down, it turns out not only is he still in the game, but he's actually been properly transported to a fantasy version of the game where he is, in fact, inhabiting the skeletal body of, uh, of Ein's Ulgaon. Okay. Yes. And the whole story revolves around him 
adjusting to the situation and the uh, mental barriers of being a uh, dark evil overlord. Trying to do some good while at the same time uh, complying with the evil persona that he is forced to uh, connect with and imitate. Okay, okay. Yep, and it's a story of him going around, doing some politics, killing some bad guys, being blatantly overpowered, and being surrounded by a bunch of uh, player-created NPCs that uh, are all very... I'll, I'll say this, a lot of the NPC designs are fairly like different from one another. It's not just a bunch of uh, the same like height, same average like girl you've ever seen. That's everywhere. good. That that's nice. Like that's there are some nice. guys. There are some guy NPCs. Oh my god. Which and uh, and some monsters. It's like hey. I, I feel like the concept is like interesting enough. Yes. But it's like, is it? It like it's. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, cool. It, if in a vacuum I heard this, I'd be like, yo, that sounds sort of dope. But it's not in a vacuum. No. It's under the op- oppressive lens of being an isekai and. It, that is oh, a, a tricky lens to get out from under because unfortunately, Rem, I've been prote- I've been protecting you, Rem. I've been covering you from so many trashy isekai that have been constantly coming out every <laughs> yeah. season. Uh, and like, you don't understand the sheer quantity that come out every season, Rem. I've been doing a very good job of limiting your isekai exposure. Uh, I support that yeah, forever. No, I, I figured you would. Sometimes you gotta let one or two things come through, and a lot of people say that this is one of the best done isekais from this time period. And, okay. like, yeah, the main character's overpowered, but he has, like, this uh, dark side to him that kind of makes things interesting. There's some politicking going around, which is always fun. And apparently there's a decent amount of comedy. Uh, and it's all it's done by one of your favorite studios, uh, Madhouse. Remember Madhouse, Rem? It is not to be confused... With Shaft. With Shaft. <laughs> yep. And just as a refresher, uh, Madhouse are the people who animated uh, Death Note, Hunter Hunter, Perfect Blue, uh, A Place Further Than the Universe, uh, Helsing Ultimate, One Punch Man, the first season. You know, a bunch got, of shows we've some, covered. They got some real heavy hitters and also some notable misses. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, but that'll happen when, when you're one of the biggest anime studios and you have so many IPs attached to your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, you can take that as hopefully a sign of hope. Uh, and well, we'll see. Quite frankly, Ram, this might be a long second parter, just because, oh, just because of how the sheer quantity of people that want us to cover this show, Ram. It's it is, oh, it's a lot. It's a lot, and yep. I don't want to disappoint them. So, all right, let's... how many, Ram, Ram? How many, Ram, buddy? You know I love you like a brother, right? Oh, uh, you're fucking me. You're. <laughs> I not no no I'm not doing that. It's not that kind of podcast. You're fucking me like Mrs. Turner. <laughs> What's it gonna be, Sean? <laughs> That's a Patreon joke. Pa- the patrons are laughing their asses off right now. Oh yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Uh, you know, Ram. I think I think there's one thing that you will genuinely enjoy no matter what. So I in and the episodes you're gonna watch. So I think. I think eight episodes is plenty. Okay, all right, here we go. So without further ado, let's jump straight in to Overlord. Oh man, you have to watch Overlord because he's like, hey, can I touch your boobs? And she's like, yes, please. And we have a scene where he touches her boobs and almost makes her orgasm. I was feeling complex emotions. 
That was fantastic! I was lightning in a bottle! If, if there's one thing the anime out of context lads uh, struggle to resist, it's it's the goth GF. Yeah. I say, I say, can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching eight, count them, eight whole episodes of the first season of the hit 2015 anime, Overlord. And Remington, I yep. feel like I should apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, you, you, you're already making assumptions that I uh, didn't like it. What, what could... What could lead you to make such assumptions, Sean? Well, generally speaking, Rem, you like stories where things happen. <laughs> and when I was redoing the research on this one, I may or may not have had a slight realization that things do happen. It just takes a while. <laughs> and I feel like that might not be conducive to a particular enjoyment of uh, one Remington Chase. And I may be making a wild leap. I could be completely out of my depth. I could be completely wrong for once. And turns out maybe this is one of your favorite isekais we've covered. Maybe you like the big scary skeleton man crushing hearts and feeling boobs. I miss the slime, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the slime. <laughs> For those unaware, um, slime reincarnate had a very similar premise, but uh, similar was much better and much more cohesive. Uh, yeah, similar in the fact that it was a uh, dude is a different creature other than human in another world, and there's some politics and kingdom building. Uh, well, and, like, the OP nature of it all. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, hate to break it to you, Rem, but generally speaking, well, if it's an isekai and the protagonist is not horribly OP in one way or another, it's probably an okay isekai. <laughs> and, well, well, we'll get into it, but, like, my problem isn't necessarily that he's overpowered. Oh, no, I never thought it would be. That's, like... <laughs> the least on the list because while that can sometimes be an issue such as you uh, they've just started and now they're the single greatest being of all time that's irritating uh or if it's like oh they're the most powerful can they overcome it Ooh, who can oh, of course they can yes it's like shit like that is very annoying but you can have op protagonists who are interesting and fun right uh the the two examples like slime reincarnate that we just mentioned uh, many would cite One Punch Man as, like, the iconic example of this. So it's like, it can be done, but usually it's not done well. Uh, let, let's get into the story, because my thoughts on this show are surprisingly complex for a show that may not deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made you watch eight episodes of the thing, and I'll explain why I made you watch eight specifically after... We're done here because there are going to be people who are like, why didn't you just show them the ninth episode? I'm like, well, there's a reason. It does. Yeah, it is. I also found it a, an interesting stopping point. Yes. yes. Um. So we, we open up with uh, a, a nice exposition dump, right? Which is more acceptable in episode one. But once we get into episode, you know, six and it's doing the same shit, then it starts to get old. But we'll get there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, because this show, Overlord. I'm going to say it has solid world building, right? Or at least it has a solid 
In, in the sense that it's built an interesting world, not in the sense that the exposition is any good. The exposition right. is hot fucking garbage. But the world itself, you can tell a lot of thought has been put into this. Uh, the, the world building, I would say, above average. Ooh. Ooh, you starting <laughs> out with a compliment. Um, Will it stay complimentary? Well, uh, okay, I'm going to say, <laughs> for the first 10 minutes of Overlord, I was interested. For the first 10 minutes, I was I became optimistic. Uh we we get a scene uh that that we see that uh Yggdrasil uh this this MMO is shutting down and we get a scene where some heroes uh fight some skeletons that are getting reborn, right? And the skeletons are uh CGI. Oh. But yes. I, I will say it's it was some of the better CGI because they heavily stylized it so that it could sort of sort of work. Um right. still wasn't great. Uh but I was like, okay, at least it's heavily stylized so that it works better than it otherwise would. Unfortunately, within this first five minutes, it might be the best CGI of the entire show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the rest I I thought, oh okay, so I'd rather it not be CGI, but at least if they're gonna do it, they they seem to know what they're doing. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know if they just got lucky in this scene or what, uh, but the rest of it is really bad. This show has really bad CGI. What, you're trying to tell me that the Death Knight that got summoned wasn't, oh, like, peak hell. animation? Oh, <laughs> uh, and the problem is, like, the Death Knight is stylized the same way as the skeletons, but the skeletons were in, like, a purple smoky graveyard at night. The Death Knight... He was in the middle of the fucking day. <laughs> in a forest. In a field. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, th that stylization doesn't quite work the same in different environments, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, the heroes, they beat down the skellies, but then there's some big spooky bad guys uh, that completely obliterate the heroes. And it turns out that one of these big spooky bad guys is our protagonist. Uh, good old Mamonga. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, doesn't Mamonga. really matter. Yeah, that uh, you can see why I like just jump to Eins pretty quick because. Well, here's the fucking thing. Yeah. Who yeah. the fuck knows? Because he's going to sort of randomly change his name later, and then with very poor reasoning, change it again. Yeah, like the multiple name changes in one series makes it a little tricky to. Uh, Not even just in the same series. In. Eight episodes, he's changed it twice. Because uh, yeah. he's changed it and then sort of changed it back with the twist. Uh, we'll get to all that. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah Momonga, yeah. uh, which we, we can call lines. It is simpler. Uh, or Mommy, whatever you prefer. <laughs> um, Mom, mommy Lich. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, we all want a Mommy Lich in our lives, don't we? Uh, so Sure, Rem. Sure we do. We have Ainz, and it's the last day before Yggdrasil, the server, shut down, right? And... Now we get to what is the single best scene in the entire show thus far. In the first five minutes, you have the best scene, bar none. Like, it's so easy that this is the best scene. And it's Eins with one of his online friends, right? And they're just having a little chat together. And then the friend has to log out, leaving Eins alone, probably saying goodbye for the last time to this online friend. They only had the connection in the MMO. And that connection's going to be severed. And so Eins looks around the the guild tower, looks at all of the the things that they've built up, 
he feels abandoned, but he recognized that there's no, like, betrayal here. It's all, all of the people who helped build this, they didn't abandon him. They just all had lives. And so one by one, their lives took over, and he can't blame them for that. But look at all this stuff that meant so much, that still means so much, that is coming to an end. And he sits down, he looks at the NPCs, looks at some rare items, uh, looks at their land, and there's just an overwhelming feeling of nostalgic melancholy. Uh, and and it, it's an un it's unironically a great moment. It's a lovely scene full of emotional nuance. So we are never going to have those feelings again in the entire <laughs> rest of the show. We are not even going to, like, pretend to try to achieve those emotions. They do not matter. Um, which, oh, man, that's wildly disappointing. Because <laughs> um, that was great. That was fantastic. And then it just says, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> shit, man. I... I was feeling complex emotions, and then it's gone forever. What the fuck? Well, at least you got what the one you need. The one is nice, right? <laughs> so I was optimistic at this point. I was like, "God damn!" And then, uh, then he falls asleep. Uh, during the time that the server shut down, he wakes up and he's trapped in the world. Don't ask questions about like, is he? He's not feeding himself, right? Um, or or he, he's not drinking water. He's trapped in... Like, there's a real-life him out there, theoretically. Um, unless, I guess, this... Maybe he just died, and this is all his heaven. Who the fuck knows? I, I don't yeah. know what route it's gonna go, or if it'll just ignore it. Well... Uh, I will say that the important distinction here is that he's not trapped in a game so much as he is in the, like, real fantasy world version of the game. That's that's just the important distinction. All right, but how? Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, that, look, it's just a thing. It's a thing. Well, and it's not even the real version of the game. No, no. It's all of the same abilities, and he has his tower, and he has all of his NPCs and items, but it's a completely separate world that has everything the same except currency, I guess? <laughs> that's the only... Land and currency are the only things that are different, I suppose. Why? I I don't even know the narrative reason why. I don't even know what this does from a storytelling perspective. Normally, I can at least be like, oh, because of plot. Not even really because of plot. You could have had the same or at least very similar, if not more interesting plot, if it was just still completely the game world. I don't know why they made these choices. To add an air of mystery? Question mark? What's the air of mystery, though? Because either way, even all the characters who know what's going on, right? The reason you would do this is to have the main character be a stranger to a strange land, so you have different characters be like, hey, here's blatant exposition, right? That's why you do that. Um, The characters, even when they're talking just to each other, just to each other who all know what's going on, all do the same shit anyway. They're all like, ah, well, uh... You are a former member of this group that does that skull is this thing, as we all know. Now uh, we are we're both a part of this guild and this faction, um, and and of course we have this item that does this thing, as we all know. It it does the shitty exposition anyway, so 
you didn't need a new land to do that if you're doing it in the first place. It, uh, it's real frustrating. Real frustrating. Continuing on, uh, he wakes up, new, new world. One of the last things he did uh, in the game was change one of the NPC's descriptions, I guess, uh, to be in love with him. And so, unsurprisingly, now that he's in the world, that NPC is completely obsessed with him. And he's like, hey, can I touch your boobs? And she's like, yes, please. And we have a scene where he touches her boobs and almost makes her orgasm. Here we are, folks! <laughs> <laughs> Remember those complex feelings and emotions we were talking about earlier? Now we're into the isekai boob grabbing portion, so... Oh, it doesn't Here happen. we fucking are. At least that specific thing doesn't happen again. <laughs> we fell off a fucking cliff in quality, my dude. <laughs> oh my god. Here's the problem with Overlord from this point forward. Yeah. It, it's as if you took like three or four really good shows and then six terrible shows and you blended all of it together. <laughs> And it's like, oh no, <laughs> couldn't we just have had the good ones or at least let the good ones be the majority? No. Oh no. <laughs> but it has the good elements. It has good moments. Like it has the world building. It's capable of complex emotions, even though we have gotten nowhere even close to that since. Uh, and there's some other compliments I'll throw out here and there. But man, what a frustrating and disappointing show. Uh, we meet the NPCs, uh, and he does some tests and whatnot. Uh, the important NB NPCs. There's uh, Sebastian, uh, just Sebastian. He's a uh, butler, sort of. Yeah. Uh, Ara and Mare, uh, they are twins. One is magic, one is sort of a scout or something. I don't know. I don't know what the other one's deal is. Mm -hmm. um, then we have uh, Albedo. Albedo is the one who's obsessed with uh, Eins. We have, uh, I want to say Cossidus, but they pronounced it Cockatus. So I guess Cockatus? <laughs> Are you uncomfortable by the prospect of a little Cockatus in your, uh, in your I really your feel show? like it should be Cossidus, but I will accept yeah. Cockatus. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you the exact pronunciation of it. Like, I could, like, try and search out the dub and see what they say in it. But, yeah, like, he's, uh... he's just a, a bug, buggy machamp knight. Uh, we have Shaltair, or Shaltier, I don't know. Shaltier, yeah. Alright, Shaltier, who is a horny, gothic, lolly bullshit who stuffs her bra. She's there so that she can have conversations with all the other women. She's also obsessed with Ainz. Oh, she's also fucking... a vampire, Rem, don't forget Oh, that. she's also a vampire, my bad. Yeah, that's uh, very important, very important. Uh, she gets in arguments about, uh, boobs a lot, because, you know, as, as I've mentioned many times that is in fact just how all women speak at least 50 percent of all of a woman's conversations have to be about boobs um that that's just realistic writing right there uh and finally we have uh demiurge he's a, a fancy demon boy who look i don't i don't this is a very low bar that maybe the show won't even meet this but also, Demiurge is, like, obviously going to be a surprise betrayal later, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's obviously up to some shit. And that might even be expecting too much. Uh, but I don't think it is, because it's not expecting much. And I don't think it's going to be as surprising 
as they think it is. Um, yeah, Demiurge, sus as fuck. <laughs> what, you're telling me the demon guy with the smooth-talking voice who, like, is just very, like, suave and charismatic could potentially All right, be let's, let's, a bad let, guy? Let's not say he's suave and charismatic. The show wants him to be... Okay, yeah, that that's fair. That's he has done fair. nothing to give any indication of any character work besides being sus as fuck. <laughs> like, the show has just presented him as completely loyal, but we all know what's up. He's sus as fuck. Uh, episode two, we get into an argument about boobs that is meaningless. Um, man, half of this episode is, is completely meaningless. Um, I don't even feel the need to talk about episode two. That's fine. I look, <laughs> Hey, Rem, guess what? I made you watch eight episodes, not because of, like... Hey, this is how you get the real full experience. I made you watch eight episodes so we'd have things to talk about. Yeah. All right. So episode two, technically, we get introduced to the NPCs some more, I guess. Yeah. Not really. None of it matters. Episode three. Uh, we see that an army is arriving on horseback, not to uh, our tower, but to a village, and they destroy the village. Um, then we get different knights, good knights, being ordered to investigate what's going on there. Um, we get this really pretentious monologue all about the, this, the head warrior, as we'll later learn. He talks about being of common birth and how now he's going to be the hero he always needed. I don't know. It's pretentious, unnecessary. I don't give a shit what's going on. Uh, Eins scries on what's going on and decides, okay, I'm going to help out. Uh, because I was helped out once, I guess, even though also I don't care. Here's the thing about Ainz. Yeah. He's such a shitty character. <laughs> An overwhelmingly shitty character. Because the show has no idea whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. It does not know. Because there are times where he's like, ah, oh, yes, I sincerely want to help because it's the right thing to do, right? But then he has other times where he's like, ah, oh, fuck him, I don't care. I'm a baddie with no empathy. And I'm not going to be an outright asshole. That'd be too interesting. I'm just going to be apathetic, I guess. What? What kind of character is this? Well, from the idea behind... Uh, Please do tell me what they're going for, because so, whatever it is, they have missed the fucking mark. What they're going for, Rem, is he's supposed to be a pretty normal average dude on the inside. You know, like, good-leaning morals and such. But the problem is, Rem, he's currently, like, in an evil, nasty lich body. And that evil, Which nasty they, lich... Which they really want to emphasize, like, half a dozen or more times in these first couple episodes... He's like, oh, that's weird. I no longer have empathy. How strange. I, for some reason, have some features that I used to have and some personality traits, but not others because reasons. So am I bad or am I good or does it matter? And it keeps trying to contrast to how he used to be, but we've never seen how he used to be. Uh, we yeah. never got introduced to that. So he just has to keep being like, ah, yes, this is different than I used to be. I care less now, I guess, but then sometimes I do actually care, even though I said I didn't, but then other, but then I won't again. Uh, and also, it's not that he's a lich, so he's turning evil, right? Which, if he was more of an outright asshole, that'd be interesting. Yeah. But instead, he's either bland bitch protagonist, sure, I'll help because I'm a good person, or he's like, no, I won't help because I don't care for them. I don't hate them or dislike them. I won't harm them, but I don't care. 
oh, you chose the most boring and inconsistent way of dealing with this character, so it's just wildly frustrating and bland. I hate this. I hate <laughs> this. Like, you know what would be interesting? Hmm? Here's two separate show concepts. You know, I'll, I'll just tell you all the routes this could be good, right? Okay. This show, sure. it could be better if it just leaned into uh, failing upwards, basically. He's OP, and everyone's impressed that he's OP because he's just a beginner from their perspective. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, a little bit One Punch Man, basically. Just steal One Punch Man, become a worse One Punch Man. That would be better than this. Um, or th the other two options, I find both to be more interesting. You could also have it be, uh, let let's get some inspiration a little bit from Death Note, but in a MMORPG environment. So... Our protagonist, Ainz, he is the villain, right? He is your standard RPG villain. He is going to have world domination. He is OP as fuck. And for a little while, we just see that OP as fuck nature. He is dominant. But some, uh, some factions are able to sort of outsmart or cleverly have strategies against Ainz. Uh, but it's all for naught because Ainz still ends up beating them. But there's a, a scrappy young adventurer on the horizon, perhaps a chosen one, uh, who sort of fills that L role of Death Note, who they have Ein's number. And if there's anybody who can take down Ein's, it's this motherfucker. For X, Y, and Z reason, Ein's can't directly take him down, so he has to manipulate and politic around uh, before it's too late. Uh, because if, if this scrappy adventurer gets too strong, if they realize their full potential, that's the only way Ainz can be stopped, right? Uh, that could be dope as fuck! That would be dope as fuck. You could have it be really edgy, which the show sometimes wants to be, but also not really. Um, like, the show pretends it's edgy, but it's not even that. Uh, but that would be a great concept, I think. That would be a phenomenal one that's not too separate from the concept of this show, right? Uh, or uh, a third and final concept is in, it's inspired by uh, Invincible, uh, a lovely superhero show where uh, Ainz, in this case, he would be overpowered as fuck and he would be evil, but he would have to pretend that he's good for whatever reason. So he pretends he's good uh, uh, just so that he can capitalize on the moment um, uh, get situated, and obliterate fucking everything, right? All of these things have elements of Overlord, but all of these are better than what Overlord is. <laughs> oh, Where rip. Overlord stands, it's not dark and gritty, but sometimes it wants to be. It's not funny or heartwarming or wholesome, but sometimes it wants to be. It's not action-packed or adventurous, though sometimes I guess it wants to be. What the fuck is it, then? <laughs> <laughs> what are we left with, I ask? Uh, so, uh, anyway, Ainz, he, back, back to the Knights Attack in the Village. Ainz shows up, he kills them all nice and easy. Um, that's episode three. Episode four, we see that there's a church warrior who gets a crystal. Um, and Ainz chats with the head warrior and stuff. Uh, turns out the knights weren't from the group. They said they were from, they were actually from a different faction, which could mean something, except we've just been introduced to these groups, so none of it matters. Uh, nonetheless, this theocratic uh, spot, they show up, uh, then Ein demolishes all of them. There we go. Cool. That's episode four. Yep. 
<laughs> you guys might think I'm skipping over some stuff. I'm really not. No. Really, at one point, Ainz decided to change his name from Momonga to Ainz, uh, which is the name of the guild. I don't, I could be wrong. I don't think it's explained why. It is. It is. Is it? Did I miss yeah. it? Probably. It's a very brief explanation. The reason he changes his name and wants to spread that name far and wide is on the off chance that somebody like him from his world is in the game and will see it and recognize it because his guild was pretty famous. Literally, it's well, in also, the search he was of like, other isekai people. He was like one of, if not the most famous member of his guild, yep. right? Yep, 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 yep. So theoretically, if any members of the guild were there, they would recognize his name too, right? Well, he's not just looking for members of the guild, though. He's looking for literally any other isekai idiot out there. Well, what I said still applies, I think. I mean, If you knew the guild name, you'd probably know his name, right? I mean, not necessarily, Rem. You know Mexico, I mean, he but was you don't like, know the president of Mexico. He was like the guy of that guild. Like, there were some others who were really important, but he was like the one. I'm not saying it's the best decision, Rem. I'm just All saying right. it's the decision that they made. <laughs> that I can seems... kind of see the logic behind it, but that's, yeah. It seems real dumb, especially when very soon, for borderline no reason, he'll decide actually he wants to go undercover. Which, I mean, the... why are you going undercover if your whole goal was to use this name to be recognized by others, but then you go undercover hiding the name that only they would know? To be clear... Nobody knows this name besides the people you're trying to reach out to, and you decide to go undercover, which only hides it from those people. <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. Well, Rem, it's simple. The reason he goes undercover, right, is so that he can learn more about the differences between the game world and his world. Why couldn't he well. do that as Eins? Well, because he's a big, evil, scary-looking lich, Rem. He had a mask. <laughs> That, he he it put was on a pretty, the mask to hide it. It was a pretty scary mask, let's be he, real. He can also use the magic, or he can just turn into the knight form and still go by Eins. Look, Rem, I feel like you're missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... I feel like the complexities of the show are being lost on you, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. All right, so episode five, we open up uh, with... Uh, some Albedo and Chaltier, and they have uh, an argument with one another uh, about Eins, because that's their whole characters. Cool, alright, look at that nuance! <laughs> um, alright, he gets registered for a guild, goes undercover, blah blah blah. Um, there's some drama about a broken potion, he gives them a potion that turns out to be a true potion that is red because in the manufacturing process, the potions turn blue. So the fact that it remains red means that it's better and stronger and rarer, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> wildly unnecessary and uninteresting world building here. Um, Eins cannot read the job posting. So he grabs one. It's like, I'll do this one. They're like, oh, that's a mithril job. So you can't do that. And he's like, Oh, okay. Uh, whoopsie, I guess. He's like, but I would like, I'm strong enough. And they're like, sorry, but the rules. He's like, I'll take the highest copper. And then an adventuring party is actually like, hey, actually, we need help for that. So forget the highest copper mission. We want help uh, with the thing. And he's like, okay. And he's like, okay, I'll help you guys with your shit then. But then the pharmacist kid is like, oh, actually, I need your help 
actually. He's like, oh, okay, then never mind about that quest either, then. I'll I'll do this, and the adventuring party will join me. Also, as soon as the adventuring party showed up, I labeled them as some Sword Art Online shit. And by that, I meant, uh, we all remember season one of Sword Art Online, right? We, oh, we're, yeah. That's all engraved in our memories uh, as trauma. And yep. <laughs> we all remember the shitty scene where there's just uh, an adventuring party that they pretend is important and then immediately dies. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the guild that Kirito joins. Uh, yeah. For theoretically, he joined them for several months. Like, that's apparently what happened. <laughs> yeah, definitely not just ten minutes. Um, but uh, it'd be a shame if, as soon as I saw this group, I identified them immediately as that same that same category, and then the same shit happens. That would be tragic. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they, they go, they do the mission and stuff. It, none of this fucking matters at all. Uh, then we get introduced to a, a cult that is in an underground crypt and it has a crazy, wacky assassin lady and it has a, a cult dude and they want to kidnap the pharmacist because he can use any magical item. Okay, sure. Uh, they go on the adventurer and I will say like the adventuring group, they do a strong job of being uh, of depicting their personalities very quickly. Um, and even they they also just do a good job of like having these characters sort of hang out. Like when it's not doing bullshit exposition, it's decent enough. They're all friendly and optimistic and carefree. It feels like a group of friends just hanging out, which is really good. Um, they they're still one dimensional. Like it's like oh, really strong first impression. Oh, but that's all that we get, uh, because they may or may not be set up to die later, you know. So you, you got to make them feel more important than they are, but not too important because they are just gonna fucking die. Uh, another great moment, a really genuinely, another one of my favorite moments is some like goblins and ogres show up, and this adventuring party they have a plan, they have tactics. They're like, oh yes, okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is our role in this fight. Um, let's do this shit. And it feels like they've done this shit before, which is perfect. Really good stuff. Uh, the adventurers, while they're pretty one-dimensional and, if I'm being honest, not super interesting, they are also the best part of this show. Ooh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's real unfortunate, <laughs> especially because I knew exactly where this shit is going. Um, uh, also at one point they're talking and they're like, Ah, yes, our, our venturing party is all men. Uh, you know, you can have problems when there's women in the party. And then it points to, like, the very feminine one with, uh, with eyelashes. Like, they're the only one with eyelashes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I wonder if it's trying to... I, I, I wonder if we'll look back at this moment and be so surprised that, uh, the caster is a woman. Um, it turns out it is a woman. It doesn't matter. They all die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoops. Um, who who could have predicted that? Um, episode seven. They get back to the first town. Eins was at. Uh, some meaningless chats. No, nothing matters. Uh, pharmacist figures out Eins' identity. So good fucking job going undercover. <laughs> what's this yeah. for motherfucker what's this for <laughs> i'm losing my mind 
Oh, also, this whole time, Eins has had a companion. They don't matter. Um, so I they mean, go... they have a very relevant scene in episode nine, but... <laughs> they, they go to the forest. I don't know why. I can't herbs. remember what the point of this all was. To gather herbs for Pharmacist Boy. Oh, okay. So that it was he really needed to gather herbs then. Yes. Because also, at that point, it was presented as just a front because he wanted to meet Eins. But he did actually just also need help. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, two birds with one stone, I suppose. Yep. So they go to the I mean, forest and they're like, beware the wise king. And they do something that could be really good if the thumbnail of the episode didn't spoil it. Yeah. Um, Because they, they really talk up the wise king of the forest as this big spooky entity. Which, as you've already learned in this, it means that Eins will be able to kick its ass easily. Um, Which could be fine. But the wise king of the forest... It's a giant, they call it a hamster, but it's definitely a gerbil. Um, because it has a long tail. It has a long little gerbil tail. That's a gerbil, not a hamster. Do, uh, but, but, do gerbils have long tails? Yeah! You rem- I, I, See, uh, what I was taught is, uh, you think of the G as a long tail, and then uh, you'll you'll be set. I... Yeah, sur- search up gerbil right now. The diff- A gerbil and a hamster, they're very, very similar. But you remember that gerbils have the tails. Oh, shit. These gerbils do, in fact, have tails. Yeah, meanwhile, hamsters, they just got little, little stumpies. Oh, you know what I was thinking of, Rem? <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that I was thinking of <laughs> I'm excited to hear this. For some reason, I mixed up gerbil and guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was like, I don't think he looks much like a guinea pig at all. And he doesn't. He genuinely doesn't. No, that is a gerbil. That is a yeah, it's a ger- it's a giant gerbil that they call a hamster, but either way, it's super fucking cute. Um, I like, and he'll be named Hamske. Um, I love him. Yeah, and, and that's not really the show's fault that that thumbnail got spoiled. That's that's Crunchyroll's fault. Oh yeah, because they don't just... they don't do shit when it comes to like selecting thumbnails. I think they just literally choose like a random frame and be like, yeah, that's all right. Let's no, they don't that. choose a random frame. Otherwise, there wouldn't be horny women in the thumbnails so often. Rem, you're highly underestimating how many scenes there are of horny women in anime. <laughs> like they could genuinely throw like a dart at a list of the random frames and be like, yeah, that's that. High probability it's going to be a horny woman. Like, man, that... I wish you were wrong. Anyway, they take yeah. the the hamster as a pet, despite they. So they really emphasized. They were like, "Hey, if you kill the wise king, this village is fucked." Right. The right. wise king is the only thing stopping people from invading from the forest. Right. Uh, and then Eins, once again, seemingly for little to no reason, is like, "All right, hey, you guys want to stay back? I'm gonna fucking kill the wise king." I. Don't know his motivation, other than to show off his power, I guess. Like, vague, I want a challenge? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. That, okay. that, that's one of them. That's one so of them. So he's back to not caring about this village that he's cared about, but then not cared about, but then cared about, but not cared about. Okay. Yeah, cool. a just, little bit, yeah. Just establishing Ram, that Ainz has no consistency in his character. No, no, no. You see, it's not that he has no consistency, Rem. It's that he's an enigma of a character. That's not how that works, man. <laughs> no, he, he's mysterious. No, he's just a bad character. <laughs> um, so then he takes the Wise King as a pet, also leaving the forest without the Wise King. But now everybody else is like, yeah, that's fine, I guess. But you fucked him over. There's no Wise King in the forest anymore. 
But instead of being like, oh, God, that's like our guardian. They're just like, all right, bye. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Anyway, they all get back. Um, the adventurer, adventuring party uh, leads the pharmacist home. They go ahead of Ein's for poor reasons. Um, as an excuse to separate, really. And then the crazy cult woman is at the pharmacist's house that also his grandma isn't there for some reason. Um, but she's, she's there. She's partying, Rem. She's half partying. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, and then, uh, oh my god, the crazy woman kills the whole adventuring party. Who would have thought? Who would have guessed? <laughs> it's a twist we never saw coming. And to be fair, Rem... They lasted four episodes, whereas the one in SAO, I think, lasted one. <laughs> I guess. It was still so blatant, though. I I know it was blatant, Rem. I'm just trying to give this anime a little credit. Just a little. A taste <laughs> Literally, I They were on the screen for less than 60 seconds when I wrote my note. I, <laughs> like, I saw them, and I immediately pegged it for what it was. Just because I thought the exact same thing when I first <laughs> saw this show back in 2015 does not mean. <laughs> anyway, so we'll, we'll pretend it's tragic. Um, the grandma of the pharmacist, she finds Eins and is like, oh, where's my son? And he's like, oh, they went ahead. And so they go to uh, go back to their house and it's like, oh, no. And they see the massacre that's happened and the son is gone. They use magic to locate what's going on. Um, they're using the pharmacist that can use any magical item to use a magical item that summons an army of undead. Cool. Uh, Eins goes to the cemetery, fights off the army of undead. Um, for some reason, I guess now the wise king is useless, which I thought, like, the joke was just like that he was adorable, but I guess it's just that he's also shit. I, no, Ram, don't be ridiculous. It's supposed to indicate that, uh, this undead skeletal army is a true threat. Wouldn't it be more important to show that the hamster can hold its own? Because like we I mean, just met if it, if you it want a good story, a Rem, I guess <laughs> if that's what you want, um, I... then fine. Yeah, I guess the hamster should be able to hold its own. Like, but we can't. <laughs> like, let me be clear: we never see the skeletons being a threat. Just some of the NPCs are like, man, what a threat they are. <laughs> and all the people that are killed off screen, of course, you know that happens. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I truly don't give a shit. Anyway, Eins, he shows up. Uh, they fight with the cult. Uh, Eins decides to go 1v1 the crazy cult lady. I don't really know why he decided to 1v1 crazy cult lady. I... Would you believe it's because he's upset with her for killing all those adventurers? But like, he also could have just done that there. Yeah. I don't know why he decided to be like, hey, let's go... Let's go a hundred yards in that direction and then fight. It's also so that he could experiment more, funnily enough. They were all alone with the cultists. Oh, yeah, no. It was them, cultists, and a bunch of fucking skeletons. Like, if you want to experiment, there's your fucking chance, bro. Nah, nah, nah. See, it's it's much more dramatic if you do it one-on-one, Rem. (laughs) God, this is... This show, it has some thoughtful, smart stuff. But at the end of the day... It, it cannot escape the gravitational pull of the same fucking isekai I've seen a million times. Like, it it has some elements where it's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's just back to back to same old shit I've seen forever. Cool. Awesome. Uh, anyway, and that that's where we end. 
which seemed like a weird stopping point because it very much felt like we were an episode away from like ending this arc. That is exactly correct. And I have two reasons for doing this, Rem. <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious, because it just feels... Because I'll be real with you, Rem. Uh, there, there's two, it's a twofold reason. First reason, because I figured it would be very funny to try and figure out if you could predict how the next episode is going to go. Like, just, like, broad points. Oh, okay. And, uh, well, okay, and, so... And, and two, the other big reason is, after watching eight episodes and ending on such a cliffhanger, I really wanted to ask you... Are you really curious what happens next at all? <laughs> Let me put it this way, Sean. Yeah. Before the episode was over, as soon as he uh, went off with the girl, in my notes, because I, I write notes both of my thoughts and also just what happens to keep track of everything, right? Right. Um, And in the what happens, I just wrote, Eins kills woman. Even though that hadn't happened yet, just because I took it for granted. Okay. <laughs> I just... Uh, he's going to have a fight. He's going to be disappointed in her power level. Um, there's an asterisk. He may not kill her. She may become uh, another horny bride for his in his harem. Um, those are, like, the two possibilities. Uh, the the big cult boy uh, will probably escape uh, and, and go underneath... Uh, but then they'll follow him, they'll stop him, they'll save the bland pharmacist who also feels wildly expendable. Um, but I guess they've they're trying to make him a character, even though he feels he feels a similar category to Adventuring Party where he should also die. Mm. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um uh but I'm like, why is he still alive, basically? Um uh and then and, and then I think there'll be some vague, uh, like at the very end of the episode, it'll be some bullshit not cliffhanger where we'll see either a character we already know or a new character be spooky and intimidating off screen. <laughs> so with that prediction in mind, presuming that you're like 90 plus percent correct, Rem, <laughs> would you want to actually watch that episode? Not really, no. Okay. So my point stands then. All right, cool. Glad that I wanted to... I... I, because when I was doing the research on this show, I watched the whole first season again, and I thought to myself, at about the episode, like, because episode nine would have been, like, the obvious stopping point, because it's the end of that storyline before the last storyline of the season. But I thought to myself, hang on, they tried to make this a very dramatic cliffhanger in episode eight, like, hey, what's going to happen type of thing? And I don't know if, like, what happens afterwards is worth it. Uh, <laughs> because, Rem, I'll, I'll be real with you. You are basically 89% correct. <laughs> like, the biggest difference is is she, uh, crazy lady, definitely dead. And the only thing you left out is uh, his companion, his mate, his... Uh, oh, yes, of course. How could I forget such an important character? Uh, she beats the shit out of the necromancer dude and his bones. Okay, well, and, yeah, that was... And then they save the dude and that's it. Okay, I forgot to mention her at all because I felt like it didn't really matter because no literally like NPCs... her most important scene is in that episode and was my only chance of you getting anything wrong in this prediction oh, god see the thing is she's just an extension of eins not she has no personality beyond basically you know how you went you're playing skyrim some of the followers you can get have like personalities and backstories right and then uh and then 
you'll just get a house Carl for some random ass, not even White Run, not Lydia, just some other one. <laughs> uh, like not not anywhere near as iconic as Lydia. Yeah, just one of the other ones who st- just has the same plain house Carl dialogue. That's what this woman is for Eines. She's just there to also do some stuff sometimes, I guess. Okay. Uh, the plot twist, Rem, is she is one of his mates. One of the battle mates. Y- that's yeah. That, that that that's the twist. What? That's not Yeah. What? Yeah, no, and she We has already a saw her kill a bunch of cultists. Well yeah. What? But yeah, no, like that's <laughs> then she fights some some bone dragons that are badly CG animated. Wait, what's the fucking twist? It's emphasized how OP she is for yep, three fucking it. episodes. Yep, that's it. No, 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 I don't I don't know what your issue is, Rem. I'm I've I've told you what's going on. <laughs> Uh, and I'll tell you, the most interesting thing that happens in that episode is probably the semi-brutal way Ainz kills the girl. That's the uh, only reason, that I was the only care. thing I could think of be worth watching it, uh, because it's violent and bloody. That's basically it. So, I I just feel like that first five to ten minutes, I was unironically optimistic. I thought you would be. I, I genuinely thought you would be. Because... Man, that captured something there. Yeah. I was lightning in a bottle. And then it was like, oh, man. Anyway, so uh, we got Isekai. And I was like, well, yeah. And it's like, no, that's it. That's all. We got an Isekai, your OP protagonist. You got your little harem foreman. Uh, main character's bland as fuck. Uh, you got expendable side characters who sometimes will, pr- will pretend to matter, but most times will agree just don't. We got some sh- shitty CGI. I, I I just, I hurt. I hurt, Sean. I know you do, Rem. I know you do. Uh, But let's be real, Rem. People wanted you to see this because they thought, they thought with deep in their hearts that this was better than Sword Art Online and that, they, that you would enjoy it more. Were they right in that assumption? I suppose that generally this is slightly better than... Sword Art Online, if that's what they wanted to hear. <laughs> oh, you don't have any more passion to put in your voice for that, Rip? This didn't make you feel anything truly passionate? Oh, no. Maybe it's a half point to a point higher than Sword Art. Ooh. But, like, it's it's in the ballpark, man. <laughs> well, with that in mind, do you have any guesses on what the mouse score for Overlord is? God, I don't... I don't... It's going to be stupidly high. Fuck, man. I... You've been getting really close recently. Let's dial it in. See if you can really uh predict what the weebs thought of this show. Keeping in mind that it did come out originally in 2015. I'm, I don't know why people watch this. I... Okay. I know it's popular. I know it's really high up there. I'm going to say... But I also, like, they have to have some understanding... That that it's not good. <laughs> they have to. Right. There has to be who is out there who understand how shit this is. So, so should have got a fourth season. <laughs> so I guess I will say I'm gonna guess high sevens reluctantly. Seven point eight seven. Okay, Ram. With 840,000 ratings, <laughs> Overlord Season 1 is sitting at a quite 
interesting 7.92. Oh, yep, I was in the ballpark, and it's just, it, that's, y'all. <laughs> I don't, why? <laughs> why? Well, Ram. I can, because... like, sort of wrap my head around someone liking it if they're just pure isekai trash. Oh, 1,000%. Like that, hey, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Isekai trash folk love this anime. Like, See, I don't even know it. why they would love it is the thing. Yeah. I get why they'd like it because, like, it checks the boxes. Yeah. I have no idea why any of them would love it. Because it's what, got... What's special about this show? Well, tell me uh, right now. Tell you right now go what's special into the about mind, this show. Go into the mind of a super fan, right, who's trying okay. to sell it to someone. They're like, okay. oh, man, you have to watch Overlord because blank. Uh, blank. The main character is an adult, not a human, and Albedo is hot. Those are the two things that come to mind. What the fuck? <laughs> Those are the two big ones. And <laughs> uh, yeah, those are the two big ones. Those are the two big ones. I like genuinely the one thing that puts this a step above like the other average isekais I've watched is the fact that a they're all adults and b character designs are kind of interesting and c like there's I'm, yeah they're I'll willing say, to commit like, to violence. Character designs to are pretty violence. decent. World building's pretty decent. There's some moments that are pretty decent. Yeah. And those moments are carrying the show. <laughs> but they're so few and far between. And it's, it's yep. like, I can't say, like, the designs are good. I can't say the animation is good because it's like, no. Okay, at best. CGI is straight up bad. Uh, The character designs are fine, but the characters themselves are shit. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. Are you here for the action? There's not good action. Are you here for the comedy? There's not good comedy. You here to be horny? It's horny, but only in an awkward amount. Uh, are you here for, are you an edgelord? Do you want it dark and spooky? It's not that dark and spooky or gritty or or terrible and bloody. It, are you here for emotions? You'll get one of them in the first 10 minutes. You can stop watching after that. Like, uh, with, why are you watching? What are you getting out of watching this show? Apparently, people are getting a lot, because like I said, Rem, it's currently airing its fourth season. I don't know, man. <laughs> you good, buddy? You all right? You need to lie down? I... I'm pretty fucked up. You're pretty fucked up? <laughs> well, Rem, I, I wish I could answer more questions for you, uh, but at the very least, will you take solace in knowing the fact that in... I just looked at the season four page on Mal for Overlord four, and only forty thousand people have reviewed it. So maybe there's some solace in that there are some. There's a very niche group of diehard super fans that are actively watching and caring about this show, but it clearly has not held up when there are many better shows to watch these days. So many. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rev, you sound so hurt. You sound so sad. This oh, show buddy. lied to me. Damn it. <laughs> in the cruelest way too because it gave you something really nice at the beginning and then <laughs> proceeded to shit in your face those first five to ten minutes like that scene that scene of melancholic nostalgia that was that was something a little bit special but then the rest of it happened well who knows rem maybe there are more of those moments in seasons two through four <laughs> that shit so much I, I don't know because I haven't bothered watching anything from seasons two. I don't even know what the point of the show is. 
Like they they made he was like, "Oh, maybe I'll conquer the world." And that was the only time that was brought up. He's like, "Vaguely, I'll make the name known throughout the world for vague reasons of maybe world conquering, maybe to find others, which there's no indication that any of the others will show up, but the fact that it's a goal means it will have to happen, I guess. Um, but even any of that is like, but why? To what end? Look, man, I only watched the first season and not a lot happened, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> all right, so, all right. So with that in mind, I guess the final question I ask, Graham, is there any chance you'd like to sit down and watch some more Overlord with me? No, but I might rewatch the first 10 minutes and cry. Cry for what could have <laughs> oh. been. What shall never be. Yep. Well, with that, thank you all so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed Rem getting his hopes up incredibly high and then being brought crashing down by the crushing weight of Isekai, then please head on over to wherever you uh, get your podcasts and leave us a review, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or Spotify, or any of the like myriad of other platforms out there. We do read every single one, and they mean the world to us. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where myself, Remington, and Dylan occasionally play video games. Quite badly. Uh, but at least it's a bit more interesting than what we just watched. And if you are still not satisfied, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to have your name read aloud live on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thinking this week? As always, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus, who are going to be bitching at each other for no discernible reason. It's going to be really lousy. It's going to last way too long. It's also going to be all of their character development. And on that list, we have Alex, Zombie Stomp 91, Soul Eater is Life, Xanax, Yandere Neko, you hear, why Sean, why Sean? Hoomstuff, Walk Me Home Gently, Way to Shell, Tyler Worley, Turtley Enough for the Turtle Club, Trenton Farrell, Travis J. Humphrey, Totally God, Tim Westy, The Susanator, The Big Bean, That One Anime Dude Who's Also a Duck, Take Me Cheeks, Spizinus, The Fellow Who Shall Reign Supreme After Rewriting the Phonetic System, Sonic X is my favorite anime, Silent Secondary, Shoujo Addict Who Doesn't Need Help, Just More Manga to Read and Anime to Watch, Sean's Hot, Throbbing Gumdrop Buttons, uh, Sean Punish Rem and Make Him Watch Excel World, Sean Read This, Oh, Certainly! Sorry if I broke the Patreon. Kimmel, 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 Kimmel. All right. I feel like that's more of a punishment for you at this point, Rem. Oh yeah, it's it's rough. Sean told me in secret that frog ass juice was great. School days in Clanted for the feels. Salty pretzel. Ross Palmer. Rhiannon Williams. Rem gave me depression. Rem convinced me to not fuck my sister, so I'm on my way to get a shovel, rope, a condom, lube, and cat treats. What? Uh, uh, no, I'm not gonna think no, about it. No, not or gonna talk break that it. down. Nope, not Please gonna think give about me that. A cool and interesting <laughs> anime-related pun name. Go, Sean. No, stop. Uh, fucking. <laughs> I, I don't know what they want from me. I can't just whip it out every week. I don't know. That's a pretty, not... pretty shitty pun, Sean. I don't even know what you're going for there. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, life, no, Nick Harvey, McKay gets seven Hierto, Mexican Gone Freaks, Maya Sazitzi, Matthew Drum says Dylan's an angel, Matto 2 Max, Lizzie Anthea, 
Latinos Eats Death in Anime for Breakfast, King Richrock, Casey Mosley, Cassidy, Just a Traveler, Joey Wheeler says, Battle not with monsters. Oi, battle not with monsters, lest ye become a monster. And if you gaze in the abyss, it will say, Nyeh. Uh, Jax, Jamans, it's customary to say, Let's white swords at the beginning of a white swords match. Uh, Sean and I officially have white swords cards, so. Yep. Uh, uh check out our, uh, I don't know. It's a P.O. Box video up. It will be up soon if it's not. I don't know, man. You're making a lot of promises that you don't know the answers to, Rem, and that's very bad of you. <laughs> uh, I, Remington, am a kappa, and I love to eat, steal everyone's butt balls. I want Rem to ruin Darling and Franks for me, Hunter Davies. Hi, I'm Sean. I don't like revisits. Uh, hearing Remington's brain melt after watching the ballsiness that is Endless 8 would bring great pleasure to everyone listening. Uh, Glenn Michael Dolan, Fuck of Love, Fox and Boy, Farmer Weeb's Bad Pickup Line of the Week. Does this smell like chloroform? Uh, Fantide, Face Tits, Midriff, Ass, Thighs, or Feet. Personality is a cop-out. Answer the question, you fuckers. All right, Sean. Uh, I, I don't want to be exposed for my tastes on my own goddamn podcast. I'm going to say, for me, uh, unironically, face is the most important thing for me. Sean, I need an answer. Face Tits, Midriff, I... Ass, Thighs, or Feet. What do you like most about me? <laughs> uh, specifically, you, Rem, uh, I, I, you've got some great booba. All right. Some top-tier booba. How would you not talk about what we've already talked about many times, my bodacious booty? Because I get jealous of it, Rem, obviously. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Extreme Cobra. Epic Amy. Elite Knight. Drink milk to prevent wobbly bones. Not a conspiracy. Dickite, Mimicin, Picaturin, Tris, Pentafluorethyl, Trifluorphosphate, also known as FAP, and finally, Trans 14Biz, 4Pridal F. Uh, Damius555. Crumb Sluts Bakery. I don't have a good idea, so now it's just cum. (laughs) 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 Sometimes that's all you need. There's beauty Uh, and simplicity. Uh... There's a Beatles song about that being all you need. Uh, Creed 13, Shy 900, Cheese Monkey, Cecilia, uh, first L is, is silent. My parents just like watching people struggle. Okay, so it's Cecilia. It is Cecilia. Uh, Cajun House, Brockhart for Geodudes, Blood for the Blood God, Skulls for the Skull Throne, Big Blue Bear Boy, and when that moment came to pass like Christ, I came riding on an ass. Uh, Elise Howard, AJ Tunnels, AJ Honey, after watching Nisa Monogatari, Misaka is relieved that she doesn't have any brothers and regrets her toothpaste joke a few weeks, and then it cuts off. Uh, and now we go to the Boy Wizard tier, where you get the task you avoided by writing a Patreon Patreon name, Chris. You get planning your fiancé's B-Day. Uh, insert Patreon name here. And hashtag communism for books. Uh, a, a good hashtag of any time. Never forget hashtag communism for books. Next, we move on to the Boy Wizard tier, where everybody is going to get a terrible MMO, uh, according to YouTuber Josh Strife Hayes in his series, Worst MMO Ever. <laughs> So that's actually a very uh, fun series, funnily It's enough. a solid I've, I've series. Seen, I've uh, seen quite a few of them, thanks to Dylan. So, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho is the best tournament arc anime. You get uh, League of Angels 3. Warning, you're 799 episodes away. You are going to get League of Angels, Heaven's Fury. Ooh, I'm sensing a trend. <laughs> Vincent Calabrese, you get Life is Futile. The Great Butt Ball of Despair, you are getting Rebirth Online. Stupid Sexy Nergigante, you get... Sphere 3, Rage of the Devastator. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Shuffleboard is totes a sport. Uh, You get New Frontier. Rat Visa the Finish. You get Defiance 2050. 
Please watch Healer Girl, a cute slice of life anime about using magic to heal people. Also, Rem is still a girl. You get Bloodlines of Prima. My Aphrodite, my dog, you get Warhammer 40k Eternal Crusade. Uh, Momo the Griff, you are going to get uh, Shroud of the Avatar, Forsaken Virtues. My Afro ate my dog. You are getting Mortal Online. Mike wants an Overlord review. You fucking got one. Um, <laughs> you get shit. No, fuck you. Fuck you. You get shit. Uh, you don't oh, get wow. one. Hey, Rev, you can't just you can't just <laughs> say that. To I can and I did. Uh, Mike, this is this this was all you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Your anime is—I mean, your MMO is whatever the fuck. It's Yggdrasil. There you go, uh, Miguel Delion. You get Tale of Toast. Mephilus, the king, the king of swords, has arrived, motherfuckers. You get School of Dragons. My Tawa says first three arcs of Pokemon Agatha is just eight episodes. You get Writers of Icarus slash Icarus Online. Jacob Payne. You get Shadow Arena. Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid. You get Luck Catchers. Hey Rem, do a backflip. I would, but then my cleric of death would die. Uh, hey, that's an inside that's, joke just that's, for Sean. That's, a, that's, that's just for Sean. Just for me. Cool. <laughs> that's it. Um, uh, you get Dream of Mirror online. Go ahead, call the cops. It won't silence the voices. They're getting louder. S send help, please. Uh, you get Horse Riding Tales. Crimson Reapers, be just because of the scythes. You get Rhizom. Beethoven 1201, you get Wizard 101. Uh... I know that one. Ah, oh, yeah, fuck, I... the ginger Irish fox ate a bowl of shit on stream again. What a mockery of a tax collector. Um, I, I am so goddamn offended. <laughs> you get Fiesta Online. Uh, Anime Girl, you get Rift. Aaron Hegland, you get Adventure Quest 3D. Uh, two Sec Sean, I have to show you my Rule 34. If you eat it is my favorite of my many folders, you get Adventure Quest Worlds. Uh, or just Tinder? What? I don't understand. Um, I mean, <laughs> is there truly a greater player base than just all the horny people in the world? Who knows? Uh, next, we move on to our uh, our inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where uh, Sean will will give you some iconic, terrible video game lines. Okay, and these second. are going to be your guys's comedic catchphrases from this point forward. Uh, on this list, we start out with Reftalia is my anime waifu will return in September. All right, Sean. I just want to point out that the list you gave me is from RedBull.com. Very weird. Very weird. Very strange. <laughs> okay. Uh, from Shenmue, you get, uh, do you know where I can find some sailors? There's your comedic catchphrase. It just, you'll always be searching for them semen. Uh, next up we have Pizza Cotton Candy is my waifu. Uh, from Dynasty Warriors 3, uh, fool, you challenge me with trickery, I don't believe in magic, onward! Okay, so this would have been versus, uh, uh, this would have been during the Yellow Turban Rebellion versus that one motherfucker, um, possibly right uh, before- Zhao. Yeah. Zhao, yeah, possibly right before he throws fucking boulders at your face, uh, or fireballs, I one or the other. I am amazed you played the Dynasty Warrior franchise, right? Oh, dude, that was my fucking jam when I was a kid. I loved that shit. Lubu's gonna kick your ass. Unless it's one of the later ones where he got hardcore nerfed, uh, which was bullshit. It was always way better <laughs> when he showed up and you were like, I am gonna spend 25 minutes going back and forth, whittling his health down and running away, hopefully being yeah. able to beat him. And hopefully with everything else working out. 
there are some really good modern warriors games as well actually like hyrule warriors was very fun the, uh i don't give a shit if it don't have lubu <laughs> i mean does hyrule warriors have lubu can lubu show up and just shake? kick zelda's ass <laughs> what <laughs> i mean actually if that's the case i might be interested i'll be honest oh god i i wish that was the case that would be fucking amazing i don't know your uh, slogan is just lubu or some shit uh next up we go magic ice ball uh, I don't know why they consider this a bad line. It's just kind of an iconic one, but all right. Uh, from Skyrim, uh, I used to be an adventurer like you, then I took an arrow in the knee. All right, you are just a Skyrim guard. That is your slogan. Congratulations. Uh, next up we have, hey, Rem's kick-ass GF, forget him. Can I be your big titty harem waifu? <laughs> uh, wait, one, one second, let, let me, I'll, I'll ask her. I will ask her. Uh, he's going to ask her right now. Holy shit. <laughs> He did actually go and ask her. I am just sitting here in silence right now while I wait for him to uh, respond. Uh, no, yeah, sorry. Uh, it, it's not going to work out. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's going to have to cut, like, a huge chunk of silence there because people might think that you just said you're going to do and check for a bit, but no, you did genuinely leave and ask. <laughs> I mean, of course. I, I, I ain't a coward. Uh, like, I was half expecting you to drag her into the room and make her give her answer herself, but <laughs> no, like... Uh, no, that would confirm that she's real. Uh, oh, right, I see. So what, what, is, uh, what is this individual's slogan? New motto. Uh, this is from a, from a PS2 game called Disaster Report. <laughs> Good start. Uh, yep. I have to stay alive and write this article before I die. You're just writing a lot of articles right before you die, so good luck. Uh, it sounds like a very stressful existence. Uh, next up we have Dylan Army General. Please play Yandere Simulator. Uh, okay, first of all, fuck this list, because they took one of my favorite silly quotes from one of my favorite games back in the day and just said, hey, this is a bad quote. Fuck <laughs> ooh, you, RedBull.com. He's, he's been offended. Let's see what one offended yeah. him. Uh, from Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Uh, God, I, I have thought about doing trying to do a snake impression as Joey Wheeler, but that would just like, oh, destroy God. my throat. So it's just going to be pure Joey. Uh, maybe with the cadence of Snake. It was my destiny to be here. In the box. <laughs> Alright, which, which is a secret line that you can get while you're, if you're just like, fucking around hiding in a box and you decide to call the general on your uh your comms it's it's a it's an easter egg line well, it's not like still an army general enjoy naturally. your box next yeah. up we have demon ray 13 uh wow really zero wing huh okay cool uh <laughs> you get from 1991's uh zero wing uh all your base are belong to us you have no chance to survive make your time you're making a lot of threats there demon ray uh, next up, we got my dear old mom. I need a new list. Uh, okay, so people don't seem to want to compile bad quotes, from what I can tell. Uh, well, like I, I'm doing what I can. Uh, it's, you it's, need it's, four it's, more. Uh, oh, here we go. Random Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I almost did that. Uh, 77 Kingdom Hearts quotes that all fans will love. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. Uh, this is a quote from King Mickey Mouse uh, as Joey Wheeler. So have fun with that mental image. Uh, darkness is half of everything. Sort of makes you wonder why we're so scared of the dark, Cabell. Oh, but all right. So, yeah, yeah. My, my, my mom has gotten pretentious with her slogans, apparently. Uh, apparently. Next up, we go Chelsea Nassbaum. 
Uh, no frowning, no sad face, okay? The boat runs on happy faces, and that's Donald and Goofy, apparently. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. Next up, we go to Blood Cell, not the white one. The... I'm trying to avoid, like, the Final Fantasy character-sounding names because they're all, like, dark and pretentious, and they're not, like, interesting. So I'm go I'm primarily going for, like, the Disney lines. Uh, ah, here we go. Uh, Goofy once said, Uh, <laughs> but no worries. Even if this place goes poof, our hearts ain't going nowhere. I'm sure we'll find our pals again. Yep, just know that we will. Oh. That, that could just be a Joey Wheeler line, actually. It could, it could. It's actually quite authentic. Last but not least, going above and beyond... We have Dylan Hayden, uh, in which case, Sean, he, he's just going to repeat that same exact quote, but he's going to combine Joey Wheeler and Goofy just for you, Dylan Hayden. Oh, God. I don't even know if that's possible. Like, Goofy with a Brooklyn accent? I can't wait. Oh, God. I can't even do a good Goofy. Uh, <laughs> gorsh. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, that's the whole thing. That's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> Gosh, yeah. What the fuck? I don't know what I can't. Uh, uh, here's a different Goofy quote. We would be muddling. Don't know what that means. What does that mean, Goofy? What What does that mean, Goofy? <laughs> Hold on, I've got to Google that quote because I don't know what the fuck that means. Oh, uh, I mean, we all know. We all get it. Do we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Well, with that in mind... Gonna say your last line, or am I just gonna be stuck in this hell? <laughs> I don't know. It is fun leaving you uh, in this hell. Uh, nonetheless, thank thank you all uh, so much. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. We've been receiving a lot of really lovely emails lately. Thank you all so much for those. Yeah. They have been very kind and very fun. And for all of you who are like, hey, I don't even know if you guys still read these. They're like, yeah, we do. We do. Every single one. Uh, sometimes they are a very lovely part of our day. And other times they make me want to cry, but not in a good way. But that's okay. Uh, so with that, thank you all once again for joining us. We love and appreciate you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Hey, we all want a mommy lich in our lives, don't we? I guess I'm going milf hunting today. That's that's what I'm doing. A big thanks goes out to the patron members of our Discord, AJ Honey, Allfather, Extreme Cobra, The Duck, Brockhard for Geodude, and Spice Sidus for contributing their amens to our congregation. And, as an extra thank you, I'm going to have each of their amens play out in no particular order, completely unedited. Amen, Ubu. Amen. 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 Ooh, amen. Uh, so far, SpongeBob's dad is the least fuckable. <laughs>